Welcome to Write Your Book in a Flash with Dan Janelle, the only podcast where you'll learn how successful people just like you have grown their businesses, expanded their influence, and made more money by writing a book. On each episode, you'll learn the inside secrets to help you create a book that can serve as a powerful marketing tool to skyrocket your business. I'm your host, Dan Janelle. I help thought leaders, business executives, and entrepreneurs write their books. To find out more, go to writeyourbookinaflash.com. Congratulations, your book is on Amazon. Yay, you're a published author. Isn't that wonderful? Now, what do you do? How do you make sure your book sells? How do you stay in that top ranking? How do you make sure that Amazon actually promotes your book for you? What can you do? What's legal? What's illegal? You're going to find out lots of those things and a lot more on today's episode. Hi, I'm Dan Janelle. I'm a book strategist. That means I'm a ghostwriter, book coach, and developmental editor. And no matter where you are in the writing process, I can help you write your book. Let's get started. Our guest today is the number one best-selling author, Julie Broad. How are you, Julie? Hey, I'm great. Thanks for having me. Great. In addition to being a number one best-selling book author, you also have a publishing business. Tell us about that. Yeah, it's Book Launchers, and we're a full-service self-publishing team. Um, we work with you from the beginning, or you know, if you've got a, if you've worked with somebody like you, and you've got a draft that's ready to go to production and design, uh, we work with authors on that, and then we'll do marketing at the end. So we're helping them actually get the book into the reader's hands at, at the end of the whole process too. Fantastic. Now, everyone who's listening to this has written their book. Their book is up on Amazon and they're checking their Amazon rankings and they're like number 7,432,000. And that's down 10 points from where it was five minutes ago. How can you move up? How can you make sales on Amazon? What can you do to sell more books? Well, first of all, stop checking your ranking every five minutes and go ask for (laughs) reviews. (laughs) Good point. (laughs) Um, But yeah, go ask for reviews. That's truly, you know, one of the most fundamental things. It's also one of the most frustrating things because it's actually way harder to get reviews than you would ever imagine. But getting reviews on Amazon is really important to everything else that you're going to do in book marketing. And the best way to get them is to ask for them. Yeah. How can you ask successfully? Because a lot of people don't know how to write a review. They think about, you know, for some reason, they're very happy to write a restaurant review on Yelp and complain about the waitress uh, doing something wrong. When it comes to writing a book review, I'm wondering if people are defaulting back to their fifth grade English assignments and think they have to write, you know, five pages with narrow margins (laughs) to make it look longer. How can you make the whole process easier for people? Because everyone is just so crazy busy. Yeah. When somebody tells me they've read my book and they loved it, I just say, you know what, if you would be so kind as to write a review and help other people just like you find the book, that would be great. You know, and, and, and when somebody writes a review and they're not sure, I mean, just write who the book would be good for, right? That's the simple, you know, five stars, four stars. This book would be perfect for anybody blank, blank, blank. And that's, I mean, that's good enough. You don't have to write a novel to write a review that's useful and valuable to other people. Um, You know, if you have more things to say, go ahead and add them, but, you know, keep it simple. Cool. That is super simple. What do you think about some people who suggest that you write a sample review or a couple of sample ideas for reviews that the reader can then make their own and then post online? I personally wouldn't do that for Amazon. That's great for endorsements. Like you can do that all day long when you're reaching out to people for endorsements. A lot of times people are like, what do you want me to say about your book? (laughs) They don't read, you know, a lot of the influencers, they don't read that you've got a relationship with. They won't read your book, but they'll say, okay, what do you want me to say? Um, And so having some kind of selected 
snippets to share with them to choose from and adjust and make their own. Um, that's a whole different ballgame. But Amazon is so strict with reviews that if you have a bunch of reviews that even look remotely the same, I can guarantee they're all going to be gone. Um, and so, you know, they, they have bots that just go in and arbitrarily, in many cases, remove anything that seems suspicious to try to keep the reviews, um, you know, good for everyone, but it can be very hard. So I would not recommend doing that because anything can trigger those bots and you can lose the whole bunch of reviews. And that doesn't feel very good when that happens. Great. The do's and the do nots are so important. Okay. So is there a magic number for reviews that Amazon says, okay, we're going to start to promote this book or this book is really legitimate or even in the reader's minds is, is 10 enough is a hundred enough. What, what's a good number? I mean, it's impossible to know what's going through a reader's mind, but what I can tell you is what we see for Amazon ads. Um, mm -hmm. 25 reviews is kind of that minimum tipping point for ads to start performing. Okay. Anything over 50 reviews, as long as you're averaging, you know, four and a half and above um, your, your ads start performing even better, which tells me that overall readers are responding better to that 50 review and above kind of marker. But 25 is kind of where we do start to see ad performance doing. Okay. So I would say your first milestones, 25, your next milestones, 50, and then just keep going because the more, the next problem is currency, right? Like relevancy, but having current reviews because Amazon's going to want to know that people are still buying it. Still, it still matters and it's still relevant. Cool. Good point. I think I have 77 reviews. So I passed your first test, but I'm not sure when the last person who reviewed that book was. So I better go back and do a little bit of homework myself. Okay, cool. Let's go to point number two. What else can people do now that their book is on Amazon? Maintain your profile page. And a lot of authors don't even know, but you go to Amazon Author Central to create your profile page and you can upload videos. You can even have a link to your blogs. There's lots of things you can do on that page, um, but you want to keep it current, uh, you know, every six months, maybe every, you know, every year at a minimum and just go in and add new editorial reviews and do what you can to kind of keep that page current because you never know when somebody's going to stumble upon your book and click on your name, which is hyperlinked to that profile page. You can also put websites and things like that on your Amazon Author Central page, which can be nice. So there's lots of cool things you can do on there. And that is a great sales tool that Amazon gives you. So use it. Okay, great. Now, is that something more for the reader's point of view and to get them to buy? Or does Amazon actually use that information to promote your book in some way? I... I, Amazon algorithm is ultimately a mystery. I think Amazon doesn't do anything on accident. So if Amazon is giving you a page where you can use it to build out your profile and put in videos and do those things, I would do it because I'm thinking it's going to matter to Amazon. Um, we've all seen Amazon test things that go away and never come back. So the fact that Amazon Author Central and these profile pages have been around for a long time, uh, I would say that that means it matters, but you know, how and what what impact it has, I don't know for certain. Okay, cool. You can't fight the algorithm. Okay, what else can we do? What's point number three? Yeah, I would say you want to make sure you're sending traffic to Amazon that's converting, which is kind of why I make the joke at the beginning about checking your profile page. Uh, you really don't want to be checking your profile page all the time um, because it is going to feed into the algorithm showing that somebody's clicking on this page and never buying and never buying and never buying. Um, and so, I mean, if you're logged into your Amazon account, I think it's going to recognize that it's you. But if you're somewhere else and you're like, I wonder how my book's doing and you keep clicking on it, 
Amazon cares about conversions. So this is why when you search for an author, sometimes you're shown their, their audiobook, sometimes you're shown their ebook. This can be because Amazon's testing, but it can also be because that's the format that's converting best for that author. And so when somebody searches for that author, they're going to show it. It can also potentially go back to your own Amazon profile and be like what you have a tendency to buy. So there's lots of factors that play into it. But if you're sending traffic, if you just tell everybody to go check out your book on Amazon, well, you've just sent a bunch of random traffic to your Amazon page versus sending them to a universal book link and saying, you know, then it gives you the page where it's like, where do you buy your books? Like, where do you want to buy this book? And you can choose your retailer. Now, when they go to Amazon, it's already screened versus sending them to Amazon and then them figuring out where they're going to buy it from. So really be conscious of driving conversions on Amazon, not just driving traffic. Very good idea. You know, I, I always wondered, uh, lately I've been seeing a lot of when I go to Amazon, I see they, they're selling me a lot of uh, audio books and I want to go to the Kindle book and they're almost making it hard at that point. So I guess they know it converts because I am a big listener of audio books. I think they figured me out. Uh Oh, okay. <laughs> what else can we do to sell more books on Amazon? Yeah, I think you want to be checking your metadata. And if you've worked with a publisher, they should be doing this um, on their own. I know. Time out. Let's tell people what metadata is. This isn't the metadata. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, so check checking your metadata. Metadata is basically all the data. So this can be your keywords. This is your categories. This is, your, I mean, your metadata is also your book title and your subtitle, but you're not going to be checking that and changing it. Um, but you do want to be paying attention to the keywords, especially inside of Amazon. If you have self-published, there are seven keyword category boxes, not category, but seven keyword boxes and inside of those are keywords that you want to be discovered for. So you want to pay attention because over time, some of these keywords that people use to search does shift. So you want to research, kind of stay on top of that every three to six months and make slight adjustments. Don't overhaul everything all at once, especially if your book is selling because you could cause it to not sell, but just tweaking it. And one example that we saw um, in the past few years was paleo. Paleo used, you know, in a diet book, it used to be the word that everybody was searching for. Keto has replaced it, right, in, in its performance. And so if your book applies to both, you probably want to shift some of your keywords to keto and, and use keto a little bit more heavily than paleo, just as an example. Good idea. You know, one of my clients, I, uh, who I helped him write his book, I looked at his categories and they were like the worst possible categories ever that have absolutely nothing to do with his book. And I'm just curious, how did that possibly happen? Did Amazon just like randomly go in there? And if that happens to our listeners, what can they do to update those incorrect categories? Yeah, so Amazon works on its own little... <laughs> in its own little bubble. So you can't even choose Amazon categories. Amazon chooses them for you. Um, what you can choose are bicep categories and then Amazon will infer from those. And bicep categories are kind of the categories everybody else uses. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so you can search, it's B-I-S-A-C and you can search the list of those categories. So Amazon will choose based on that, based on keywords as well. So some people have said that a little hack you can do is if there's a specific category you want to show up and you can use that as your um, one of those seven keyword boxes and put that in there. Uh, doesn't oh, it's not 100%, but it does have a tendency to help you rank or at least show up for that particular category. 
Um, but I'm sure you've seen that Amazon has sub, 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 sub categories for things. And so it's a bit of a game to try to get into the categories that you want with Amazon. And it is, it is keywords and bisect codes that they're using largely. There's also some content that they're taking from inside of the book to derive that. So if you are in really wonky categories, write Amazon. KDP has support. You can write them and just kind of say, like, these categories don't make sense. And these are the categories I should be ranking in and give them a list. And they will usually change them. Cool. That's so true, because that's exactly what my client did. And they the, the customer support people were super, super responsive. And KDP has a lot of great information on how to self-publish your yeah. book and all that good stuff. And you have great information as well. So as we wrap up today, Julie, how can people get in touch with you and who is your ideal client? Yeah, I mean, booklaunchers.tv on YouTube is where I hang out. So come on over, check out videos. Um, that's probably the best place to connect. You can check out booklaunchers.com for our services. Um, our ideal client is someone who's writing a book to become a thought leader, to grow their brand, to grow their business, because we will help you strategize that and position you throughout the whole process and then help you actually do it at the end. Fantastic. Thank you for joining us today. And everyone listening, thank you so much for being here. We have more than 100 videos on how to write your book in a flash on this YouTube channel. Check them out. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Write Your Book in a Flash podcast with Dan Janelle, the only podcast that shows you exactly how people just like you have built their businesses by writing a book. If you'd like to write your book but don't know where to start, you can find great information at writeyourbookinaflash.com. If you're ready to take your next step to write the book that can transform your business, I invite you to schedule a free, no-obligation consulting call with me by going to writeyourbookinaflash.com. We'll be back next week with another insightful interview to help you become a top business leader.